your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 679 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we got a lot to do today, which is pretty much always the case on Locked On New York Rangers. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to do in today's episode is to discuss the alternate captain situation. It sounds like Gerard Gallant and his coaching staff are still kind of mulling over their options for this upcoming season. I always just kind of figured that once Truba was named the captain, we'd get the same alternate captains that we had uh, last season. But I'll get into more detail on that in just a second. Going to explain why I don't really think any changes are necessary. Uh, by that same token, though, I will at least acknowledge that the Rangers could have some other intriguing in-house candidates as it pertains to players being named alternate captains. We'll be fair and we'll kind of uh, basically just put everybody on trial here. So we're going to have some fun doing that. We're also going to talk about the latest line combinations at practice, uh, specifically the one at Tuesday's practice. So a lot to cover there. And we will also discuss uh, the results from our Locked on New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League. It is our third year of uh, you know the, the actual league uh, coming into existence. So uh, looking forward to breaking that down as well. So obviously, like I said, a ton to do here. And I want to start with the alternate captain situation. And I think some recapping is in order for this. Uh, for anybody who might be new or might just not remember uh, all six alternate captains that the Rangers were rolling with this past season, you know, Gerard Gallant comes in. He's a new head coach of the Rangers. And I think a lot of us assumed that, you know, he would probably name a captain and, okay, it's finally time for the Rangers to, need, to name a captain, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they didn't do that. They went with six alternate captains, Jacob Truba, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, Barclay Goodrow, and Ryan Strome. And now, of course, we know that Jacob Truba will enter the season as the captain. We also know that uh, Ryan Strome is no longer here. And so, to me, that kind of works out nicely as far as the alternate captains are concerned because you still are left with an even number of uh, holdover alternate captains from this past season. You know, Jacob Truba is going to be the captain for every game. And then you have four guys that you can kind of alternate. You know, Panarin and Goodrow can be captains at home. Mika and Kreider are alternate captains, rather. And then Mika and Kreider can be alternate captains on the road. And you can even alternate the alternate captains. You know, one night it's Panarin and Kreider. Another night it's Kreider and Mika. You get the idea. But I figured, you know, that was just the common sense road to go is that, you know, those same four players would be the alternate captains uh, for this season. And there's a couple of reasons why I think that's still the way to go for this New York Ranger team. For starters, you look at them all individually, I think at one time or another over these past couple of years here, and I, I realize Goodrow's only going into year two with the Rangers, but all these guys have shown some form of leadership uh, basically ever since they've been New York Rangers. You know, Chris Kreider is the longest tenured Ranger. He was, I think for a time, considered by a lot of us to maybe be the favorite as far as the next New York Ranger captain is concerned. And, you know, he plays with a lot of fire. He can be a little bit inconsistent, so maybe that's a, a vote against him as far as the captaincy is concerned. But he's somebody that basically ever since Ryan McDonough was traded, I think has been at or near the top of the list in terms of, you know, most likely to become the next New York Ranger captain. Obviously, that didn't happen, but Kreider is somebody that players gravitate to and uh, has a lot of, you know, really good qualities and somebody that you would look for uh, in a leadership role. 
You've also got Mika Zibanejad, and it's kind of the same deal. Uh, somebody with just a tremendous all-around game, very, very consistent every single night, and does a lot of things to help this Ranger team win. So I think uh, from that standpoint, more of a lead-by-example guy, it would seem, but Mika Zibanejad, uh, very good choice to remain an alternate captain. Artemi Panarin, uh, I think he has a way of kind of, uh, you know, keeping things loose and, and keeping guys, you know, making sure guys are having fun because, yeah, you know, I mean, we're all into this team and we want to see them win and all that stuff, but uh, you got to have fun. You know, it's hockey, it's, you're playing professional sports for a living, and I think Panarin uh, does a good job, you know, bringing those positive vibes into the locker room, and on top of that, you know, he's showing some leadership right now with his mentoring of Vitaly Kravtsov. And Barclay Goodrow, I mean, former two-time Stanley Cup champion, plays uh, a really strong all-around game himself, uh, very defensively responsible. He'll block shots. He'll play through some pain the whole nine yards. So running through these four players here, I see no reason to really make any changes. And on top of everything I just mentioned, uh, look at the team success from this past season. You know, I just mentioned all their individual attributes, but from a team perspective, you know, this is a Ranger team that, you know, I was hopeful would make the playoffs this past season. I thought they would make the playoffs this past season, and indeed they did, and then some, because they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Final. So from a team perspective, you know, this is a team that, for the most part, wildly exceeded expectations this past season. Is that really the time to kind of shake up the leadership committee? I don't think that it is. If it was the opposite, you know, if the Rangers were expected to be Stanley Cup contenders this past season, and instead you know, fell well short of expectations and missed the playoffs and everything was a mess, then okay, there's a conversation to be had and maybe we go with some with some different captains, alternate captains, whatever it might be. But that was not the case. Uh, the Rangers exceeded expectations last year and they did so with, you know, these four players as alternate captains. And, you know, on top of everything I just mentioned, if you're the Rangers, do you really want to go through the process of taking away the alternate captaincy from Artemi Panarin or Barclay Goodrow or really any of them? And then you have to deal with questions about, you know, are there team chemistry issues? And, uh, you know, is Artemi Panarin falling out of favor? You know, there was there was rumors floating on Twitter that, like, Chris Jury was mad at Artemi Panarin. It wasn't really coming from any reputable source, but that was definitely out there after the Ranger playoff, uh, you know, run concluded this past season. Do you really want to take away the alternate captaincy from Artemi Panarin, and then you have to deal with that, you know, answering questions about, you know, a rift between Panarin and Jury, a rift between Panarin and Gallant, whatever it might be? I'd say probably not. So I just don't see any real good reason to really shake up, uh, you know, again, the, the leadership committee that the Rangers have established uh, over these past couple of seasons here, and specifically this past season when they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Final. Um, there is one way I will say that you could go if you're the Rangers, and I think this would make it a little bit less controversial. You could if you're the Rangers. Obviously, is going to be the captain. You could come to a conclusion that, okay, we're going to go with one captain and two alternate captains, the traditional way of doing things for all 82 games this season. And I think in that scenario, you'd probably be looking at a situation where obviously, once again, Trouba will be the captain. Probably Mika and Kreider would be the two alternates. They are the two longest tenured Rangers, uh, two of the most respected guys in that room. Uh, I was going to say most consistent Rangers. We know Kreider has battled some inconsistency, but he found it this past season. So I think those would be the two guys if you wanted to go uh, with that option. But again, you know, it's one of those situations where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I don't think uh, the Ranger locker room is broken by any means. It's a very strong locker room. And yeah, I, I would just roll the same way this year that I did last year. Obviously, Trub is now the captain again, but same four alternate captains uh, that are still on the team would, would remain in that role this season if it was up to me. But I will say there's some other guys on this Ranger team that you could at least consider for the role of alternate captain. You could slap the A on their jersey or sweater or whatever you like to call it, and uh, they'd be fine picks. 
And so I'll play along here. You know, if the Rangers really are considering or semi-considering a shakeup, then I'll at least talk about some of the options on this team. And we're going to do that in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis and articles on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NHL, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, and we just want to thank everybody for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And so, yeah, like I was talking about just a second ago, uh, I think um, it, it's only fair, you know, if the Rangers, and we don't know how far this goes, you know, it's possible, before I get to the other options, let me just say, it's possible that Gerard Gallant, this is something of a tactic from him, him and his coaching staff, and he's floating the idea that they could go with different alternate captains, and that could be a way of just kind of, you know, sending a message to his players that, hey, don't ever get too comfortable, don't ever get too complacent, don't ever, you know, just assume you're going to be the captain, or you're going to be the alternate captain, or you're going to be in a top six role, or a top four role for a defenseman. It's possible. Could just be a coaching tactic, and we might very well end up with the same four alternates that we had uh, this past season, but... Again, to just kind of play along here and look at some other options as far as alternate captaincy is concerned, I think the first guy that I would look for, and I'm doing this kind of in what I think would be the order of most likely to least likely, the first player that I think of in terms of leadership is Ryan Lindgren. And part of the reason for that, you know, he's a tough, rugged, old school defenseman. Uh, I think Ryan Lindgren, at one point in his career, whether it's with the Rangers or somebody else, probably will be an alternate captain, if not the captain of a team, before it's all said and done. Uh, I don't know this for sure. He might have some uh, room to grow in terms of uh, being a vocal leader. You know, he is still fairly young, and uh, the Rangers are young themselves, but even by Rangers standards, he's a pretty young player in that locker room. And, you know, again, he, he might still have some growth to to, to make in the uh, vocal leader department, but as far as somebody that, you know, the coach, whether it's Gallant or he goes to some other team, and I hope he doesn't. I hope Brian Lindgren stays with the Rangers. But if he ends up somewhere, he's always that guy that I think a coach can point to and say, okay, play like that guy. You know, this guy comes out here every night. I uh, plays through injuries. He's dishing out big hits. He's blocking slap shots with his face. He's pleading all over the ice. We've, we've talked about that, his uh, tendency to bleed fairly often. Uh, stands up for his teammates, the whole nine yards. This guy does pretty much everything that you would want. And so I think Ryan Lindgren, again, I, I don't want them to make any changes, but if they do, I think Ryan Lindgren would be at or near the very top of my list. It's kind of a tie between Ryan Lindgren and this next player that I'm going to mention. And it's actually Ryan Lindgren's partner on defense, uh, one of the premier defenseman duos in the league, I would say. But that's, of course, Adam Fox. And with Fox, part of the reason is that, I mean, he's just really, really good. And that's not to say that the best players always need to be captain or need to be alternate captain or should be captain or should be alternate captain or anything like that. But there is a tendency when it comes to sports, any sport at any level, there is a tendency. It doesn't always go this way, but there's a tendency, I think, from a, a lot of players to look at you know the best players on the team and kind of just gravitate toward them. And Adam Fox, again, one of the truly elite players in this league, 
arguably the best defenseman. I know Kale McCarr fans will have something to say about that. Ditto for Victor Hedman fans, but Adam Fox is right up there. And somebody who, you know, again, he just shows up every night, very consistent, very rare that Adam Fox has a bad game, never takes a shift off, always has, has his head in the game, and uh, seems to be very, very well-liked and well-respected by his teammates, even at a uh, very young age. So I think Adam Fox would be another uh, interesting choice. Once again, if the Rangers do choose to... Uh, to go in a different direction there. I think somebody else that you have to consider is probably Vincent Trocek. Uh, Vincent Trocek is now 29 years old, so by Ranger standards, you're a grizzled veteran at the age of 29. Um, I don't think this will happen, though, because, you know, he is the new player in town, which doesn't necessarily mean you can't be the alternate captain. We saw the Rangers go with Barclay Goodrow this past season, even though it was his first year on the team. But the Rangers are coming off of a very successful season. They went to the Eastern Conference Final. Vincent Trocek was not part of that. And it's just really tough for me to envision a scenario where, you know, the Rangers are going to take the alternate captaincy away from Artemi Panarin and give it to his new line mate in Vincent Trocek. That would just be weird and awkward. And I don't know. I just can't really see that happening. So, I mean, Trocek, it's an option. He was an alternate captain back in the day with the uh, Florida Panthers for three years, was never an alternate with the Carolina Hurricanes, but strong all-around game somebody that I think the coaching staff is uh, really going to like, and I suppose the option is on the table. Uh, somebody else, and again, we're, we're getting down the list here, and to me, it gets less and less likely uh, the more that you move down this list for the most part. But I'm going to throw out Ryan Reeves. You know, Reeves has added some swagger and some personality to this Ranger team. We saw him do that this past year. You know, it was nice to actually have a player who was over the age of 30. It's kind of a rare thing on the Rangers, uh, you know, since the rebuild has happened and all that good stuff. But, you know, he does that whole release us thing with Igor Shesterkin before the game or whoever's in net for the Rangers that night. Uh, you know he's going to watch the backs of his teammates. He's going to play physical. He's going to play hard. Uh, he's got familiarity with Gerard Gallant. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think you can look at Ryan Reeves and say, yeah, he's definitely going to be in the lineup every single night this season. In fact, I'd be stunned if that's the case. I think... Reeves is probably in a situation where he'll play more often than not, but he's not going to be somebody that has to be penciled into the lineup every single night, at least in my very humble opinion. I don't see that happening. And even when he does play, it's not like Ryan Reeves is out there for a ton of time. Generally speaking, I think you want your captain and your alternate captains to be guys that are on the ice for a good amount of time, and that's just not going to be Ryan Reeves, at least in most cases, on most nights. So I guess Reeves, we could float him out there as an option. I suppose crazier things have happened. And he does bring some good things to the table, but I don't see him getting the A. Uh, he'll continue to lead the Rangers in his own unique way and, again, add that personality and add that swagger. But as far as being an alternate captain, I really don't see it. Another name that I think we have to throw out there is Alexi Lafreniere. You know, there was early speculation when the Rangers drafted him that he could one day become the captain of this team. And Maybe he still could. I mean, he's tremendously young, and we'll see how long he's going to end up being a New York Ranger, if he's a Ranger for life, uh, if and when, you know, I, well, sooner or later, everybody's going to move on at some point. You know, father time catches everybody, and everybody has to retire at a certain point. But I don't see Alexi Lafreniere uh, being an alternate captain this year. It's something that could happen down the road. And part of the reason for that is that Gallant, like a lot of coaches in this league, he tends to like his veterans maybe even sometimes to a fall. And I like Gerard Gallant. I thought he did a phenomenal job with the Rangers this past season, but he does tend to kind of favor the vets at least a little bit. And so ask yourself this question. When it comes to Alexi Lafreniere, do we really think that Gallant is going to name him an alternate captain before he puts him into the top six? 
Probably not. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, last year you could at least understand it because the Rangers, you know, they had Cop and Vetrano at the trade deadline and they're fine options to play in the top six. But now those two are gone. Ryan Strom is gone. And granted, Strom is being replaced by Vincent Trocek. But nevertheless, uh, Alexi Lafreniere doesn't look like he's going to crack the top six to start the season. So I don't see him getting the alternate captaincy for all those reasons I just mentioned. Beyond everybody I just said, though, I don't really know who else would get serious consideration as far as an alternate captain is concerned. I think we can all collectively rule out Vitaly Kravtsov. Um, you know, maybe maybe Ke'Andre Miller, I give him a little bit of an honorable mention here, but I can't see Ke'Andre Miller being chosen to be one of the alternate captains over Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren. I, I just don't, don't see that. So I suppose it's possible, and maybe there's some dark horse candidate that we're not even thinking of and, and the Rangers are going to go in a completely unforeseen direction. I still think the most likely outcome here is the same four alternate captains from this past season, but we're kind of left to uh, to wonder that right now because the Rangers have not said anything definitive as far as the alternate captains are concerned. So that pretty much concludes the, uh, the portion of this episode where we're going to be talking about the alternate captains. In just a second, I am going to uh, have some thoughts on the Rangers' New look lineup at practice, and to be specific, this is referring to the practice on Tuesday, and we're also going to take a look at the uh, fantasy results from this year's league, and we will do all that fun stuff in just a second. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and, uh, like I said, turn our attention to uh, the the practice lineup that the Rangers rolled with uh, as recently as Tuesday here. There's been a little bit of a revolving door as far as the top line right wing spot. I'm going to show you what I mean here. We got a tweet here from friend of the show, Vince Mercagliano, who does uh, a fantastic job covering the New York Rangers. But this is a tweet that he fired out a little bit earlier uh, on Tuesday. And, you know, he's obviously attending all these Ranger practices. And these are the new look uh, Ranger lines right now. And for anybody watching on YouTube, you can obviously see. For anybody that's using audio, I'll just read them off real quick here. You've got a top line of Mika Zibanejad centering Chris Kreider on the left wing, Jimmy VZ on the right wing. It was not 24 hours ago when I recorded the most recent episode of Lockdown New York Rangers where I said this was becoming a very real possibility, partially because Jimmy VZ has played very well in the preseason and seems more and more likely to make this team. And partially because there's an opening there, you know, based on the way the Rangers have been lining up, and you look at these line combos here, uh, you've got Trocek on the second line centering Panarin and Krasov, then you've got Hedl centering Lafreniere and Kako, the kid line, and then you've got two groups of four, uh, Blay, Goodrow, Ridal, and Gautier, as well as Hunt, Carpenter, Brodzinski, and Reeves. And so... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the revolving door for years has been that second line right wing spot, the, but the place that seems the most unsettled right now seems to be now the top line right wing spot. And you're looking at a situation where you're basically choosing between VZ, uh, maybe Blay, maybe Goudreau. Uh, Julian Gauthier could be maybe like a serious dark horse candidate to, to open the season there, although I don't even think he'll be on the opening night roster. Only time will tell there. But yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Jimmy VZ goes from an unheralded free agent pickup, a guy in, in camp on a PTO to potentially being on the first line for better or, war, or worse. Uh, one idea that I wanted to throw out there, and it's something that we talk about from time to time on here. Some of you guys have been in favor of it. Some of you guys don't really like the idea. I've generally resisted it, but I'm at least open to this idea. A way to get you know some top six minutes for the kid line and 
you know, what I would do is just put Lafreniere on the top line where Jimmy Vesey currently is, but it doesn't sound like the Rangers are most likely going to do that. And you could maybe even put Kako on the second line. But here's what here's another option that you, that we could throw out there. So you super stack the top line here, and you go with uh, Artemi Panarin on the left wing on the top line, Mika Zibanejad at center, and Chris Kreider then on the right wing. And then you've got your three best players all playing together on the top line, and that's as good of a top line as there probably is in hockey. I, I can't think of anybody else that would you know necessarily have that line beat. I've generally resisted it, though, because I like to spread the wealth a little bit, and, you know, Mika and Panarin can both elevate guys that play on their line, and, you know, that that's just my personal preference. But I think that, um, you know, again, for the most part, uh, this is probably a, a good way to do this here, is to, um, you know, go with, go with Lafreniere on the top line. Again, that would be my top choice. But another alternate idea here is, again, to super stack the top line. You go Kreider, Mika, and Panarin, and then you also go with the kid line, as your second line, you keep Lafreniere, Hedl, and Kako together. You move them up to the second line, and then you drop Trocheck to the third line. You put Vitaly Kravtsov on his right wing, and you move Jimmy Vesey down to the left wing. And as I think about that, it's not really uh, an idea that I hate. That line, if you were to go with Vesey and Trocheck and Kravtsov all together as your third line, that's a line that's got you know a good amount of um, a good blend of skill and grit. And so, yeah, I really, really, I don't hate that the more I think about it. It's an idea that I think I would have to consider uh, more and more, you know, as, as the preseason goes on here, and I'd have to think about it more. This is just really off the cuff here, but I, I'm kind of intrigued by that trio. So uh, we'll see what they end up doing. But again, this is what they're going with right now. Jimmy Vesey is on the top line for the New York Rangers. So very, very possible he ends up out there on opening night for better or for worse. Uh, interesting combinations at practice, to be sure. And at some point in the future, uh, probably on Friday's episode, I want to take a look at all the different candidates to open the season on the top line right wing spot. Obviously, we've done a little bit of that here, but I want to kind of do a deep dive, look at all the pros and cons of going with VZ there, of going with Lafreniere there, maybe Kako, Blay, Gaudreau, the whole nine yards where it basically give everybody a chance, give everybody a fair trial. Uh, as for the rest of today's episode... I wanted to, uh, and don't worry, I'm going to make this promise to you guys right now. I'm not going to be somebody who comes on here onto this podcast and just won't shut up about my fantasy team all day, every day. But given the fact that we just had our third annual draft and given the fact that, you know, a lot of you guys that play in the league are very loyal listeners, I thought it would be a lot of fun to go ahead and, uh, you know, just kind of take a look at how the draft shook out uh, this season here as far as the Locked On New York Rangers fantasy draft is concerned. So uh, there you have it. Uh, You can kind of see... If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that Rangers were very, very popular in the first round. There were five Rangers taken in the first 17 picks. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, I got to give a big shout out to Dan. Igor Shesterkin was taken by Dan with the first overall pick in the draft. And obviously, I think a lot of people would have taken Connor McDavid there, but big props to Dan for going with Igor here. Look, he had his pick between either the best skater in the world or the best goalie in the world. And uh, hey, you know what? The best goalie in the world just so happens to play for the New York Rangers. So props to Dan there. Uh, as far as the top five, I mean, it's it's everything you would expect. Connor McDavid was second, Austin Matthews, Kirill Kaprizov, and Leon Dreisaitl. And then uh, I was picking 14th out of 20 teams this year. And, you know, I'm thinking about taking a Ranger. And then, uh, you know, Artemi Panarin goes at number 10. Mika Zibanejad goes at number 11. And then Adam Fox goes at number 13. I certainly would have considered uh, for sure Panarin and Mika. 
Maybe Adam Fox, although I tend to wait when it comes to defensemen. So I ended up going with UC Saros with the number 14 overall pick. He was my goalie last year on the championship winning team. So I don't know. He was there. The goalies were starting to go. Igor was gone. Vasilevsky was gone. Sorokin was gone. I, I thought Saros was, you know, pretty much head and shoulders above uh, the rest of the field. So I went with Saros. And then Chris Kreider goes number 17. So again, five Rangers picked in the first 17 selections here. And I got to talk about this as well. Uh, round two. So, you know, I pick 14th in the first round. That means I'm going to pick seventh in the second round. And, you know, the draft is working its way back to me and going on and on here. And I see that Sidney Crosby is still available. And I'm watching this draft go. And that'll give you an idea that this is definitely a, uh, a draft full of Ranger fans. The fact that Sidney Crosby was available until midway through round two. I know he's fallen off a little bit, but obviously whether we like him or not, he's still a heck of a player. But then... You know, it, again, the, the draft's getting back to me, and I'm watching this. I'm like, man, you guys, are you guys really going to do this to me? Are you guys really going to make me take Sidney Crosby? Somebody take him. So it finally got to me. I went with Matthew Kachuk instead. Uh, Sidney Crosby was taken just three picks later, but I could not bring myself uh, to draft Sidney Crosby, and I feel good about Kachuk. I think he'll have a really nice season. As far as the rest of the draft here, I mean, I'm just kind of scrolling through it here on YouTube, and you guys can see. I mean, if you're really curious, you can just kind of pause the video and see who was taken when, but as you guys can see, uh, just New York Rangers just absolutely flying off the board here. Pretty much everybody was picked. When this draft was all said and done, uh, I believe all six New York Ranger defensemen were taken. Both goalies were taken. And I think the entire top nine was taken because Barclay Goodrow was at the time skating with Mika and Kreider and he got selected and all the usual suspects were taken as well. So I think Blay and VZ are still out there. And then guys like, you know, Dryden Hunt and Ryan Reeves are still out there. But yeah, a very uh, New York Ranger heavy draft. And sadly, I did not end up with a uh, single New York Ranger on my team. This is my team right here. Uh, you guys can check that out real quick. There you go. So yeah, good times ahead. Again, you know, I, I'm not going to make this about, you know, the Lockdown New York Rangers fantasy league every single day. But I did want to shout out everybody for playing. We do tend to have a lot of fun here. And um, yeah, just, just just really looking forward to, uh, to doing it again. And, uh, you know, hopefully... It's another fun season, and if I luck my way into a championship, then I guess I'll have bragging rights because that would be two in a row. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I figure we can pretty much call it there for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers. YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. And thank you for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.